Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kilowatt. are two guys talking youth ministry coming at you today with an incredible podcast. Dude, I'm stoked, man. We got our man. I'm not going to give his name yet. I don't want to spoiler. No. Is his name in the title like where like they read yeah, it? Yeah, you're right. They, they probably already saw it. Go ahead, throw that in. All right, all right. He's Chris Smith, Pastor Chris Smith cool. from lead pastor from People's Church man. Indianapolis. Or Indianapolis. Is it Indianapolis or Indianapolis? It's Nap City. Nap City. Hey, he will actually love that we call it Nap City. He'll love that. So it's uh, it's a good episode today. We're talking about no. No. Oh, no, your pastor. No, your pastor. That's what we're talking about. It's super, like, it's going to be super good stuff. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. And uh, hey, listen, we want to thank all of you who are listening and uh, some of you who reach out to us. We appreciate it. Look, we want to hear from you. We want to get some feedback. We love we love it when we get questions. Matter of fact, you know yeah. what we should do? Tell me. We should do a podcast episode. Now, this was not my idea. About like all the Marvel movies and no, stuff? No, no, like, no. Like, just dissect them all? No, 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 no. You're Fan theories? This. No, 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 no. Listen, our last guest, this is his idea, so I got I to gotta give it to him. But he said that we should do an episode where we just straight up like rapid fire questions that people send in through Yo. email. That'd be super good idea. So maybe our next episode, if we get enough questions, let's do it. I'm putting it on the book. Our next episode, listen, email us. Go ahead, PJ. Give it to him. John at EssentialCoaching.us. Or Matt at EssentialCoaching.us. I want you and to email us a question. Anything? Questions about anything? Any, a question about ministry, about uh, life. about life? Yeah, about life. I mean, you know, 37 now. I've lived a little bit. so I can. You've lived I can, a lot. I can give a little bit of life. Uh, but 74. Listen, like you're real, halfway to 74, bro. No, dude, don't sidetrack me about this today, okay? Email us a question. Maybe it's leadership questions. Maybe it's ministry questions, life questions. And if we have enough questions, our next episode yeah. will be... Fantasy football draft questions. No, 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 no. That's not into the fall anyways. Oh. Our next episode will be us uh, just rapid firing some questions. Because we got some other guests coming up, but you know, maybe we'll just like keep them in the old hopper, release it a little bit later. But I would today, say the biggest question I've had is... Like it's a it's not it's like a question slash frustration. They miss hearing your voice as much because they they're like, yo, when we have all these guests, I don't get to hear Matt's voice as much. Nobody has emailed that at all. Don't I've had that. like three. No, you did not. Listen, email us John at EssentialCoaching.us, Matt at EssentialCoaching.us. He hit us up with some questions. We'll answer them next podcast. But today, yes, you're in for a special treat. We're about to take you to our phone call that we had with Pastor Chris Smith of People's Church. Nap City, Indiana, Indianapolis, and we talked about knowing your pastor. Check it out. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Matt and John, two guys talking youth ministry, and uh, man, today we are super excited to have this guy on with us that I know you're just going to love him to death. We've had a, a little bit of a network. PJ, you probably don't know him as well. No. As, as I know. I know, of. obviously, know of Chris. Know of from Chris. the area, from the state. Yep, absolutely. So we're excited. We have Pastor Chris Smith uh, right now from People's Church in Annapolis, lead pastor, uh, joining us today. We're talking about know 
your pastor. That's what the name That's of the right. episode is today. Know your pastor. Pastor Chris, before we dig in on the episode, man, just introduce yourself to those who are listening. They may not know who you are. Tell a little bit about yourself, what's going on with you. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Yeah, totally. First off, man, just thanks. Thanks for having me and uh, and, and hit me up. So look forward to just connecting and, and sharing from, man, stuff I've learned, mistakes I've made, all of that good stuff. So just honored to be on here with you guys. So uh, so my name is Chris. Uh, I'm a, a lead pastor of People's Church Indianapolis. Uh, our campus, let's see, we're almost about three years old. We'll turn three years in August. Uh, but prior to that, I was in youth ministry. I was a youth pastor for 10 years, did uh, about three and a half years in Columbus, Ohio, and then six and a half years in uh, Oklahoma City uh, at People's Church, and then just started uh, People's Church campus here in Indianapolis. Uh, again, about we're, we're almost on a three-year anniversary. So a uh, little bit about me, married. I'll be celebrating this month, 14-year marriage to my wife, Jamie. We have two kids, a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a third on the way. So Come on, man. Uh, early, early July, we got another a baby boy. He's nameless. We don't got no name. So if y'all want to <laughs> send some ideas and names and some shout-outs, we're, we're on the struggle bus with that one. But he'll Hello. get named and uh, doing good, man. Love being uh, back in Indianapolis. So this was, this was home for us. So love being. Uh, in Indiana and uh, the district and uh, just again just excited to serve youth pastors in general man that's a it's always been a big heart of mine so again thank you so much for uh, dialing in with me and and let me share a little bit so awesome awesome before before we get going Chris I I have heard that at People's Church Indianapolis, you guys let anybody speak <laughs> at your Sunday morning services, right? Like we do. Like, we man, we took show up and you just give them the microphone, right? Yeah, we we took a chance on this guy named Matt. He uh, <laughs> yeah, man, thankfully he was on time and uh, yeah, that's he, good. <laughs> no, Matt Matt did a wonderful job. So it was great to he gave me a little break. So I appreciated that. So he did. At our church, our motto is "It's okay not to be okay." So hey, That's Matt. Right. He, he fit right in, man. I'm telling you. I love it, man. We, had, we have had the opportunity, man, with, with Chris. He's a he's a friend of ours. We had some opportunity to do ministry together, been in some contexts where we've been around each other. And Chris, every time we've been around you, man, just appreciated your heart uh, for ministry, you know, youth ministry for sure, but ministers in general. And today, kind of what we're talking about is, uh, you know, it's probably a little bit, PJ, a little bit bigger than just youth ministry. I think right. it's a ministry context in general. But our topic today is, uh, you know, know your pastor. And I think right. uh, for you, Chris, the reason, number one, that you jumped off the page for me for this topic is we was just sitting in a, in a context together and I got to hear your heart just for a few minutes. And immediately I was like, man, we need to have him uh, on our podcast and have him share more about this. But I think for you, the reason it's such a good topic, too, you're You've been in youth ministry for a while, served there for a while, and now you're in this ministry context as a lead pastor. So you've yeah. seen recently both sides of the coin. Um, before we kind of just dig in and let me ask you a couple of questions, why, why do you think it's so important in ministry context in general, this topic of know your pastor? Man, what's even the big deal about it? Yeah, well, I think uh, everything rises and falls on leadership, and the top leader of a church is mm-hmm. – the senior pastor, that church is 
uh, is, is under his vision and his direction. Um, and, and God has called every senior pastor uh, to that church to lead the whole church. You know, they're, they're casting vision for the entire church. And so that's everything. That's kids, youth ministry, small groups, Sunday school, whatever ministry a, a church may have. And so uh, I think that's, you don't want to have multiple visions. You know what I mean? You don't want to have house that's divided or ministries going in different direction. You all want to be under one vision heading in, in, in the same direction. And uh, I've seen it get messy and unhealthy um, when you have the senior pastor's vision, uh, but then you got ministries trying to go maybe in their own direction or in their own vision that's that's not in line with yeah. uh, with the senior pastor. Yeah, so. I got you. I love it. And and so, you know, one, one thing I've heard, Chris, and I've heard, I know you've, you've heard it before, PJ and I, we've heard it before, you know, we start talking in ministry context. I love, man, I love just the kingdom of God. I love ministry in general, just talking to people from different denominations, different walks of life, different backgrounds. I just love picking people's brains. And a lot of times when we, particularly, and I'm talking about those of us who are not the lead pastor, you know, you get in the context and you, I've heard Pastor Chris, people say something like this, well, man, my job would be a lot easier if my senior pastor, like, just really knew, like, if they knew my heart and, and, and knew what I was wanting to do. What would you say, maybe just to that mentality right there, that kind of statement right there, as we now start to dig in, what do you think maybe the danger is in, in that statement when it comes to the ministry context? Yeah, I think at that point, a mistake or a danger is now when, when you start having that mentality, you're now putting uh, uh, your success, your production, your results, whatever you're doing, you're kind of putting it in the court of your senior pastor instead of just taking personal responsibility uh -huh. um, for your growth and your development. Um, uh, because at, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I want to take full responsibility for uh, my life and, and my ministry, the ministry that, that, that God has called me to. Um, and I can put a lid or a cap on myself or even a wall, if I start to have that mentality of, well, you know, I wish, you know, I wish my pastor would, would get to know me better. Cause obviously, um, I can take initiative, um, and to get to know my pastor. And I think one of the greatest things any staff pastor could do, youth pastor, kids, pastor, associate pastor is to really learn and glean, uh, and get the heart of your pastor. Um, to ask questions, um, to get clarity, uh, because everything's going to rise and fall on that. Matter of fact, you, you'd almost be, you almost set yourself up for a, a setback if you're not getting their heart and then you just start going in a direction because you're going to find out really quickly if that direction's not their heart because they're going to come in. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. No, let's, <laughs> let's change that. Yeah, or, yeah. So again, I, I think you really do even a service to yourself uh, and the church to really dial in and, and have his heart. Um, one of the biggest shifts I made in my mentality, Matt, from the first youth pastor position I had to the second um, was the, the, the first position. I was looking for a position. Okay, I'm going to go be the youth pastor. I'm the youth pastor of this church. 
um, the, the second position I took, I was looking for a vision. Um, and so now I want to serve a pastor. I want to serve his vision. And in serving his vision, I'm pastoring the youth. That's good. But it's all flowing from his vision and his heart. And so it's really, really important for me to get that, to know that, to learn that. Because again, I believe churches are most effective when they're, again, there's one vision. It comes from that lead pastor. Um, and then we're serving that vision in whatever capacity he has empowered us. So that, again, that could be youth, that could be kids, that could be discipleship. Uh, it, it, it can be outreach. And, uh, and that was just a, it was a game changer. It was liberating. It's now his vision, not my vision. Now I got to be in alignment with that. You know what I mean? So even when I went through the interviewing process, like I really tried to dive in and get the heart uh, of, of my senior pastor. But once I have that heart, it just, man, it, and I believe that's why I played a part in longevity. So I was youth pastor at people's church for six and a half years, but I've now been on staff for 10 years. Yeah. Um, pastor Herbert's dream is my dream. I am called to serve him. I am called to serve his vision. And, uh, at the end of the day, he could come and say, you know what? I got a word from God and we're just going to change everything. We're going to change the whole youth ministry great let's go all right so tell me where do we want to go and where do we want to change because now i'm not i'm not fighting against it um i'm 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 flowing with it uh and ultimately as any lead pat you know now i'm in the lead pastor role like man we know who we are like we know who we are at people's church and we know what we're doing and so I, I'm, I'm definitely not looking for somebody that's like, well, hey, I want to come change all that. No, no, we know our vision. We know our values. I'm looking for somebody to say, man, I am here. I am all in. I'm, I'm bought into your vision and, uh, and, and let's go. And so, again, then we're more we're, – we're flowing together instead of uh, fighting against one another. And I think, again, uh, 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 and I made that mistake was, again, I was looking for my position. And, my, and I had a vision for youth ministry, and I was going to come lead out my vision and, and it's not wrong to have a my vision it just has to be in alignment yeah with uh with your lead pastor yeah so that's good now i think a lot of times chris i think that there might even be some people that that hear that and it's almost like their balloon was just popped a little bit you know because i i know that you just mentioned like you can still have your vision but it's got to be in alignment i think that Sometimes uh, we hear that and it's like, well, it's, it's hard to lead a ministry if you don't have a vision for your ministry. But I think the problem is, is we get the difference between having a passion and a vision uh, confused, if that makes any sense. Having that confusion of, I can still have passion if it's not necessarily my unique vision. Like if we can, I can line my vision up with our lead pastors and, and try to make sure that this vision is followed through with 100%. I think a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of maybe even youth pastors or even kids pastors in general, if they feel like this isn't 100% my vision, then my passion doesn't follow along with that. Is there, is there a way or is there things that you learned along the way? Like, man, this isn't exactly how I would do this in ministry, but I want to make sure that I'm giving my everything to this right now if that makes sense. You know, like you might have an overall vision, but this moment in ministry is not how I would do it, but I want, I don't want my passion to wane. Does that make sense? 
Totally. And I, and again, I think it really comes down to perspective. Um, for me, my whole uh, perspective and perception, um, it, it just had to, it had to change. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think most youth pastors have an idea on how to do youth ministry. And there, and there's obviously some foundational elements of connecting with students and, and teaching them God's word. And, um, and, and there's things that obviously we, we, we all do. Um, but, uh, you know, I think you can, you, you just, you can't look at it as my senior pastors trying to squelch, uh, my passion. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, it all falls on that lead pastor. You know, uh, when I sent kids to camp, Oh, I had a whole new perspective as a lead pastor <laughs> than when I was a youth pastor. I'm like, right. you better not let anything happen to those kids. Yeah. Those are families. Those are like, like there was a, I had some sleepless nights while they were away at camp. Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, uh, and so, again, I think sometimes at youth ministry, we can get tunnel vision. Yeah. And we got we to gotta trust our lead pastor. We got to trust that he's leading from that 50,000, you know, foot view you know he's up in the sky looking down and 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 we're not we're not up there we don't feel the pressures the tensions and the weight and one of the greatest ways to again lead up is again to really get that heart to get that understanding um to really think through the lens of okay how does all this uh, uh, affect the whole church um you know, something I've heard uh, youth pastors say is when they're thinking about doing something and they're not sure if, you know, their their pastor would be cool with it. They're like, well, you know what they say, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And I'm like, uh-huh. no, that'll get you fired. It is, it is, man, you need to ask for permission. You need to go. And again, like if you get in alignment with your pastor's heart, um, if you have longevity, hopefully you really got that. A lot of times right. it's when you're new and you're in your first couple years and you're still trying to get an idea. Um, man, I think it's just, again, really great to be in alignment, to get their heart, have a, have a, a heart for the house. And, and cause again, he's, he's seeing things at a, at a whole nother level um, that, that we don't always see. And I wasn't perfect at this, but when, when my lens shifted, my posture shifted. I wasn't uh, fighting back. I wasn't getting my, my, my feathers ruffled. And at the end of the day, it is, it's his church. Yeah. Yeah. He is the lead pastor. He's the senior pastor. And again, God's called me um, to serve him. And again, that doesn't, I just need to shift my passion because it is all about reaching students and I may have to take a different direction to do it. But ultimately, that's uh, that's what we're going to do. It's and, it, and it's what we're going to focus on. Yeah. Um, so I love it. Now I don't I know, know if that answered your question there. No, no, that's great. That was good, man. Now I know Chris. I've known you long enough, and, and know your ministry style. You're a very practical, very practical kind of guy. Very practical kind of church. Very practical kind of ministry. So now let's let's kind of get practical on some things. So, all right, hey, I'm new, whether it's been a couple of months, maybe I've been there at this church a couple of years and I find myself struggling. It could be, hey, they're listening. They've been at this church for 10, 13 years and they find themselves in this battle of, like you said, um, 
I love the analogy that you use, how the senior pastor, he's the guy who has the, the view from 50,000 feet. We're not, you know, up there. You of all people know the shift of the weight on the shoulders, you know, now sitting in that lead mm-hmm. pastor's seat. So now let's get practical. Okay, hey, I'm a, youth, I'm a youth pastor. I'm a kids ministry. I'm a worship pastor. I'm on staff at a church. What, what are some applicable things, some practical things? How do I get to, of course, well, you sit down and have some conversations, but how do I start walking this thing out when, I, when it comes to understanding their vision? That's a great question. Or what's even some things um, that you did? Yeah, so I think, I think you have to ask lots and lots of questions. Um, don't assume anything. Knowledge is power assumptions will get you in trouble. I, I had a, I had a, a, a associate youth pastor that was hired. He was just making assumptions. I'm like, bro, all right, get out a piece of paper, get a pen, write assumption <laughs> on the piece of the paper. He wrote it. I crumble it up and throw it in the trash. No more assumptions. We cannot, don't assume like, no. And so ask questions. Um, and then, um, uh, Oftentimes when we ask questions, we can get focused on the what. The better questions is to, is to get the why. Oh, yes. When you start to get the why, so I can ask, okay, well, what do you want me to do with these youth? Or what do you want me to do on this trip? And I'm sure your senior pastor can give you some answers. But if you start asking him the why, mm-hmm. you start thinking through a different lens. I like that. Because you'll, you'll start to find out his why is about safety. His why is about or maybe about, you know, their growth or discipleship or their experience is what, like when you start to get the why, then you start to really understand his heart and where he's coming from. Um, and then even then, once you have it a little bit better, you know, you can still pay. So here's things that I'm doing. And then you're going to build trust because now as he sees that you're planning or doing certain things and you're laying it out for him, he even then starts to see, okay, man, he or she, excuse me, is, and they're getting it. She's getting it. They're understanding it. Um, and it, and it builds trust and, uh, and asking lots of questions. So we come from a culture, man, we, we have high, high level of communication. Um, and I've been in some scenarios where they're not, I've had a pastor that is one of the most godly men I've known I've ever served under, but, uh, he wasn't a huge communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if I could serve under him again, um, I, I would just ask a lot more questions and, and yeah. get the why, um, and then really serve and lead the ministry out of that. Cause I probably would have saved myself maybe a couple talking tos or <laughs> no, nah, you can't, you can't do that. Well, <laughs> you know, what were you thinking? You know what I mean? And so I could have. Uh, I, I could I could have served him a lot better. So I think yeah. asking lots of questions. I think getting the why, um, repeating back what you're hearing. Yeah. So have you ever said something to somebody, but then realized they didn't hear what you were saying? Oh yeah. Like I know what I said, but what I said is not what you heard. Bro, that's my kids every day, man. That's my kids. Every day. Oh, <laughs> hey man, that's my marriage. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> I was trying to give you a compliment, but you didn't receive it that way. <laughs> what would you just hear me say? <laughs> yes. Yes. And even now I, I still got to get better at this. Even so, even though I'm lead pastor, I still serve under pastor Herbert. He's our founding pastor. And so I have to get better at, okay, well, let me, let me, re- let me repeat back to you what I, 
what I feel like you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, because man, the more clarity, oh man, it's liberating. Yeah. Clarity is liberating. Um, building trust, being on the same page. Uh, it, it, a matter of fact, I get frustrated when I don't because then I wasted time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. I started running on assumptions and then all of a sudden we start talking about things and we get clarity and it's like, now I got to pump the brakes. I got to circle back. I got to have more communication or I got to completely change this or now I'm figuring out, oops. Okay. So again, I, I, I think just that, that communication and asking the questions and then learn your past or learn his rhythm. So at the same time, man, I'll be blowing up his phone every day. You know what I mean? With, with all your questions you got. Now, some pastors may want this. We'll get every, so part of even serving your pastor is learning your pastor and learning his rhythms. Yeah. So at people's church, we have a system. I have a way that, that, that pastor Herbert has created for me to communicate with him. Um, and if someone's pastor doesn't have that, I ask, like ask, Hey pastor, how, and it's because it may be a weekly meeting. It may not be, you may be like, well, Hey, I want you to, text me on these things you know because again even there sometimes we assume sometimes we feel like we can't approach yeah. our a pastor you know but but there are times where they we, they want us to approach them but we may not know that you right. know what i mean so you can even ask them like well hey it's like well hey listen if it's something that needs my immediate attention put you know text me and put urgent and i know okay i need to look at this right now yeah. if it's not shoot it to me in an email so i I've learned my past or even staff underneath me. I'm like, Hey, listen, if you need it right away, you probably need to text me. If it can wait till our meeting, go ahead, fire it to me in an email. Yeah. Um, but there's so many different ways even now in our culture to communicate that really learning, learning the rhythms, man, honor their day off. You know what I mean? Um, and again, Every pa- so it's hard for me to speak to what each pastor would want, yeah, yeah. but I think it benefits every staff pastor to know, to get clarity. Um, so again, so that you can serve them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not making them work harder either. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I yeah. also want to honor their time and serve them, but at the same time, I want to serve their vision and have good communication. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense, no, but absolutely. that's something I've had to learn as well too. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I love, I hear you saying, Chris, is you know, a lot of times people, you start talking about this, they, they feel their, their natural reaction is, well, if I don't have my vision, if I don't have my dream, I'm going to put myself in a box and I'm going to be constrained. But the more I hear you talking this out, fleshing it out, it's more freeing. You keep using the word liberating. You keep using the word, uh, you know, clarifying. Like it, it makes your job that much easier when you understand that, yo, I'm serving the vision of this house, you know. Uh, I've, I've been, I, I serve my, my lead pastor is my dad. So I know him, you know, I know him pretty well, but I've even yeah. found myself uh, many times, you know, where he's asked, I've assumed that he didn't want to know, you know, what he always, he always says it to me like this. I don't have to know everything, but I do want to know. So, you know, some of the, of the important things, like I ain't got to be the first to know, but I do want to know. And so I found myself making assumptions of that. Ah, he don't care about that or, I don't need to bother me with that, but then come and find out, yo, those are things I do need to know. Or I want to know. Um, what, what about PJ? You had a, a question for him about yeah. some relationships between maybe ministers and pastors. It's been a little bit rocky in the so, past. Or yeah. So, I mean, we might have a whole wide like range of, of just ministers that are under a lead pastor of some capacity. And some of us are 
maybe sitting here thinking like, you know what, I've had to ask forgiveness maybe a few more times than I have to, right? And, and, and they're maybe sitting here like, I, I've done that. And, and right now I've kind of lost the trust of my lead pastor because I think that, that that's one of those liberating things that you're really talking about. Once, once you trust your lead pastor, trust his vision, and then once your lead pastor trusts you, that's, that's freeing. So what, what would you say to somebody that's listening and they're like, you know what? I need to start rebuilding that line of communication. I, it's not like I've completely broken that trust and it's like I'm you know, just in a box, but I, I know that I, I, the, the lease is short. What can I do to start, start really latching on to his vision and know that he can trust that I'm on board or I'm on board their vision, so to speak? What are some, what are some just simple things to do to get that going, would you say? Yeah. You know, a couple things pop to mind. I think number one, um, uh, trust is earned. Mm -hmm. Even before you've lost trust, tr I mean, uh, trust is always earned. It's not given. Yeah. And I think sometimes our pride can be hit. Man, why doesn't my uh, senior pastor trust me? And it's earned. Yeah. And, uh, and if there's a reason he doesn't, those are just maybe, maybe um, uh, time to have just some good, open and honest conversations. Um, and, and it's not, and it's not like, a, it, or it shouldn't be personal. Sometimes we can take that personal. Right. right. I mean, y'all are new. Y'all are figuring each other out. Like anytime you come onto a staff and, and everything we're talking about too, let me say, it's a grow with it. So it's not, this is not one meeting. Right. Ah, all right. I got it. <laughs> Man, it is a journey. It's journey and years and church is going to different seasons and you got to ask questions. And I think one of the greatest ways that you can earn and build trust um, is being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is really, really hard, but you know, go to your senior pastor and say, Hey, you know, what are, where are three areas I need to improve? That's good. Um, what are, what are three things I could do to serve you better? Um, and you got to be vulnerable and humble because you, yeah. if you do it and get defensive, you ain't going to get no trust. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and so you, you really have to posture your heart before the Lord and cause you're going to, you're going to hear some things that, you know, it's just, it's not fun. You know, you're going to hear some things that you're like, ah, and, uh, but that's okay. Cause none of us are perfect. Um, we all have a me that we don't see. Yeah. And so you can uh, even ask your pastor that. Yeah, that's good. Okay. What's the, what's the me I don't see? Cause I would say this, if your lead pastor like if I know you or you take a defensive posture, I'm probably not going to offer those things up. That's yeah. good. That's I'm just going to wait. You know what I mean? But when you come and I, I, I've done that, did that with, with pastor Herbert. And those were some tough conversations, Yeah. but they were also some of the most fruitful. It helped me learn how I could really serve him better where I need to grow in. Um, and, and, and so again, it, it has to be about, man, self-improvement. Again, I'm taking personal responsibility. 
and even asking those questions in other areas. What are, what are three ways you can see that I can be a better spouse, a better husband, mm-hmm. a better wife, uh, better with my parent, uh, parenting or my personal life. Like when you, um, because that man, that builds trust with me when I can see somebody that is, that's broken and they're hungry to learn, they desire to learn. Um, and it, it, uh, it, it definitely opens up a door and then just know it takes time. Yeah, man. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. So, uh, and then you just got to learn your pastor. Like I know one guy man, his pastor, like he wanted, so he wanted the details and like, and so he had a, a weekly report he would send emails to and every, it never failed every week after he sent an email, he was getting an email back from his uh, lead pastor with like 10, 15 questions. And so finally, I'm like, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you need to, like, my goal, my goal is like, okay, I need to pay attention to these email. I'm making him work harder. So there's, he obviously wants more information than what I'm giving him. And I got to figure that out so that I send him one email and I'm not constantly getting emails with all these questions because I'm not getting him the information that he wants. Now I don't have to, I can continue to go down that road and I can continue to get those emails, but I'm telling you, it's not going good for me. It's yeah. not building any trust. Right. It's not showing any growth. You know what I mean? It's pastor yeah. on the other end is thinking like, man, I have tried to tell, like I want, I, cause again, he really did. He wanted lots and lots of details. And I said, man, if I was in your shoes, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. maybe once or twice. Yeah. I'd get an email back with 10 questions, but they're, it's going to start being, you know, three, two to none, but yeah. it takes work. It takes effort and really a lot of humility. It really does. Yeah. It takes a lot, a lot of humility. Which is not easy no. at all, right? No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. No, I wrestled with it. I struggled. Yeah. I had to swallow my pride. Now I'm a processor. Uh-huh. So that's good because some of us aren't processors. We're just, right? We're just spitters. We just... <laughs> and stuff flies out and then it and then it gets us in more trouble so yeah i process man because again at first it may not hit me right maybe like oh i don't know if i agree with that yeah um but oftentimes i gotta process and then too you gotta know the man the woman you gotta know their heart um and that helped me too the more and more so not even learning my pastor, but just knowing him and he's a man of God. And he's not perfect. Right. You know what I mean? Or a woman of God, but we're all trying to win, right? Yeah. Like we're all headed toward, you know, we're all trying to work towards right. the same goals. And so we may be a little off. Um, and so that one thing that really helped me was not taking it personal. Yeah. Cause man, when I took stuff personal, ugh just kind of left me in a funky spot yeah. and I had to pray through with that. And listen, I get it. Man, there is no perfect senior pastor. There's probably senior pastors that have maybe said things that have hurt. Um, uh, and so I've had to forgive and I've had to let go. Um, cause I don't want to start, you know, holding grudges or yeah. cause again, even at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, look at David, you know, David under Saul, like, man, are you kidding me? Like how many of us wouldn't have taken advantage of getting revenge and, you know, but he was, he's like, man, he's the anointed one. You know what I mean? Like he, uh, he served him. Um, so 
No, I love that, man. That that and that 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 is a good segue with where I was going next, Chris. Of uh, all right, talk to those ministers, those people in ministry now listening that you know maybe they have tried because, like you said, hey, there's no perfect senior leader. What always cracks me up is it's easy for us many times to look at the senior leader uh, at the seat that y'all sit and be like, well, man, if I was a senior leader, I would do this, and like we have no idea <laughs> the weight you know, that's yeah. on the shoulders. And yeah. like what you said, man, there's no perfect senior leader. Sometimes they said things. Sometimes maybe they're not as good at communicating the vision. So what about those those leaders listening and they're frustrated because they're like, man, I've tried. I've asked the questions, but I just don't see it happen here. I don't I don't think this thing is going to work. You know, I'm, I'm bitter. I'm angry. What, what would you say to those people who are, who are listening right now? Yeah. Um... I'm choosing my words carefully. <laughs> okay, here. Come on, there you go. There you go. Because uh, what I don't want to do is say something where I got a bunch of people, hey, I'm <laughs> turning in my monthly notice. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, there, there are, man, there are seasons where uh, I would say this if, uh, if I could not. If you got the vision and know it and you're like, whatever, I don't agree with it, then you're probably at the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, because and you and you're only gonna cause problems. Uh-huh. If you're having a hard time understanding it and you're frustrated, I mean you just gotta have grace. Do the best that you can. Um I wish this was mine. I I can't remember who preached it, but um man, think about Joseph. So Joseph had a dream. Every youth pastor has a dream, right? If you asked them, man, what's your dream for youth ministry? I'm confident every single one of them would say, you know, this is what my dream is. Yeah. Um, But you're serving under a servant leader and you need to, you know, you're under a senior pastor and you need to make sure that is in line with his vision. You know what I mean? And again, I think you would say, you know, my dreams is to reach students. No great praise the Lord. Um, Joseph, his big dream, his dream that God gave him where his father and all, you know, would, his brothers would bow down to him came to fruition after, uh, he helped others dreams come true and they weren't ideal situations. That's like all you can control is what you can control. So Joseph has been sold as a slave. He's in Potiphar's house. And what did he did? He said, God, I'm gonna give you my best. I'm gonna do my best to make Potiphar's dream come true. Yeah, and he did. He he, he worked his way up. Yeah. Potiphar put him in charge of everything in his house. Right. And then you know Potiphar's wife, you know, got the you know eye for Joseph and tried to put the moves on him, and he's falsely accu- accused, and now he's in prison. Right. And what did Joseph do? He just stayed faithful. Yeah. He did the best that he possibly could. I'm gonna make this warden's dreams come true. I'm going to serve him as faithfully as I possibly can. And he got put in charge of the prison. Yeah. Then he gets out and he's under Pharaoh. And what did he do? He's going to serve Pharaoh as faithfully as I can. You know, he didn't come out complaining. He didn't come out. He interpreted his dream. Yeah. And then he was put second in charge. And then he had that moment. Brothers bowing. I mean, his, his, his dream came true. 
by helping someone else's dream come true. And it's not always going to be easy. But if that's where God has called you, that's why, you know, I'm leaving a church, man, are you frustrated or finished? If you're frustrated, man, you got to work through that. Work through that. You think Joseph was frustrated? I guarantee you that brother was frustrated. Right. You know what I mean? But you know what he did? He said, I'm going to be faithful. Uh, I'm going to be faithful where I'm planted. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to give my very best. I'm going to serve the vision. I'm going to serve the person that is above me. And, man, you just saw great favor on his life. And I believe God honors that. I really, really do. Hey, we reap what we sow, right? If you have any aspirations to be a lead pastor someday, be the employee you would want somebody to be for you. Be the youth pastor you would want somebody. You wouldn't want somebody bucking and, and man, it's dumb and stupid and doing stuff without asking you or or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? And so I think I know there's not perfect scenarios, and I know at times we get frustrated and maybe like, man, I've asked, but I don't know. You know what? At the end of the day, man, be faithful. Be faithful. Be honoring. And don't bash your pad drives me nuts. The youth pastor bash bash fest. You know what I mean? Yeah. They all get together uh-huh. and man, that's the yeah. man of God that God yeah. has put you underneath to serve. Yeah, man, you know what I mean? Like, be faithful, serve, honor, man, lift up his arms. Because again, at the end of the day, all you can, can control is what you do. And at yeah. the end of the day, we stand before God, right? We don't stand before our, our, our lead pastor. We stand uh-huh. before the Lord. Right. Um, uh, and, I, and I think there's just even more peace for you because you know that you can stand before the Lord and say, you know what? This hasn't been easy. It's been frustrating, but I'm giving my best. Yeah, I love it. I love what you said, Chris, about the reaping and sowing, you know, for those who are, you know, looking in, at, at a season to one day be in the lead role. I've even discovered even in being not in the lead role, but being a, a support staff and a, and a youth pastor that even how I respond to my lead pastor, the leaders around me that I'm leading yeah. are responding to me that way, you know, and, and, and having the same heart that I exemplify towards my leadership. And like you said, the same, you know, I hear youth pastors, man, you know, they'll, like you said, they'll get in the circle and senior pastor bash. And then they, and then it turns into, man, my youth leaders are so frustrated and they don't want to support anything I do. And I'm like, what do you expect, man? You know, what do you, what do you expect to happen? And, uh, and so PJ, you got any final thoughts or final question or anything? No, I mean, I think that, I think that you hit it hard and it's, it's kind of one of those things where you start, start hearing it unfold. And really what it comes down to is it's really just your heart. Yeah. It's that, you know, a lot of us feel we're called to a community and you hear that all the time in youth ministry. I mean, you hear it in any ministry, but you hear a youth pastor, I'm really called to that school. I'm called to that community where in all reality, we're under the leadership that has been given, that community has been given to. So you're called to your pastor's vision and and his heart. And, And I love, I just love that everything that you're saying really comes back to honoring, honoring the leadership that God's put you under. And sometimes we lose that because we're so focused on being the leader the students need to where we're not actually serving the leader that God's put in our life. So I love it. I thought it was good incredible stuff. stuff. Absolutely. Good stuff. You've, and, and it's cool, man, to see you again. I've known you even from a distance when yeah. you was a youth pastor in Oklahoma City. I think, man, Chris, even to hear you talk today, that this is stuff that you've lived out and to see the trust. You served under a senior pastor who yeah. now trusts you so much with his vision that 
He allows, you know, you, you cross state lines and you're hours away now from Oklahoma City. And, you know, a church plant, a lead pastor now. Dude, I think that just exemplifies, again, just the heart that you've had. Man, if people who listen, if they, if they want to maybe hit you up, maybe they're listening and, you know, they want to talk to you a little bit more and like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm trying to walk this out with my, with my lead pastor. Can, can you help me out? Or somebody wants to contact you, man, just ask you some more questions about this topic or, or just pick your brain a little bit more. And listen, if you're listening, I say this is a dude definitely you want to reach out to. Yeah. Sharp, man, every time I hang around this dude and, and every time I've been around Pastor Chris and his church, I had, you know, John mentioned it earlier, got to go hang out with him. Man, just a great, great ministry to be a part of. Um, how do people get in contact with you, man? What would be the best way to, for people to reach out? Yeah, probably the easiest way would be uh, they could just email me. All right. So my email is uh, Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at peopleschurch.tv. And, uh, man, my heart's to serve. So, I, you know, I've been at – I've heard podcasts or I've been at conferences or whatnot, and you hear somebody, oh, yeah, hit me up. And <laughs> they never get back with you. Yeah. And, uh, man, that's not who we are. So even – when I was at people's church and we had one of the largest youth ministries, uh, I, again, if I can make the time, love to meet and talk and chat and encourage pastors. So, yeah. um, I believe all of us go through things and have experiences not to keep them to ourselves, share with others. And so I, I really do mean it. Just hit me up with an email. We can exchange numbers or text or whatnot. Um, or you can find me on, you know, social media, whatever is the easiest yeah. way but uh if someone wanted to just direct contact that'd probably be the easiest way just cool. shoot me an email and I, I i love talking ministry uh, uh when i can and again appreciate i think this is awesome what you guys are doing you know uh technology is allowing pastors and youth pastors to have so many more resources than maybe what was available you know uh in the past and so uh, man, love it. Love your guys' heart to invest and make a difference. And y'all don't have to do this. You know, you can do this <laughs> No, man. But I think it's awesome, man. Cool. Well, we appreciate you hanging out. And listen, he said it for real. Hit him up. Uh, he means it. He will respond back to you. He loves talking ministry. And uh, Chris, we appreciate you hanging out with us today, hanging out with us, talking about know your pastor, man. You've even right. spoke to our hearts and Man, I think he even encouraged us. So appreciate y'all listening. Chris, thanks again, Pastor Chris, for hanging out with us. And uh, we look forward to having you on our next episode. Everyone check us out. Talk to you soon.